afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. As you may have previously noticed, we're suddenly losing altitude. This, as you may have imagined, is not normal. Not to sound dramatic, but our best case scenario will be a forced landing on the nearest desert island. Well, there's no way that doesn't sound dramatic. Don't worry. The airline will refund the money of this flight to your company, and your miles will be respected. But they're not controllable. We would like to apologize ahead of time for the inconvenience of leaving you forever on a desert island and recommend that you not panic as there is nothing you can do to avoid this. Until then, sit back, relax, think about three songs in a book you want to keep with you for the rest of your life. Oh, and enjoy the emergency landing. Hi, welcome to Butcher Shop Desert Island Songs. I'm Andres, your host, and the last person to be seen by Olivia Crandall, senior copywriter at Butcher Shop. Olivia recently got tired of cursing the Chicago cold weather and moved to Los Angeles, where she spends most of her time walking under the super shiny sun. Is her love for snacks bigger than her love for pop culture? We might never know. Olivia's thought can be found in different parts of the internet, whether it is a review on Vulture, behind the voice of a brand, or some big thoughts about little cakes. A fierce feminist whose words only get sharper with each line. Welcome, Olivia. It is so nice to have you here. Wow, How's everything that was going? so nice. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. I really want to know... What episode of a TV show you watched before you landed here? Wow. Well, I finished the last episode of this terrible Amazon show called Love Struck High. It's basically Love Island with a bunch of hot British people who come to an American high school and it's narrated by Lindsay Lohan like Mean Girls. Oh my God, that sounds awful, but I want to see it now. It was awful. I love... I love the cringe. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> I know you not only write pieces about reality shows, but you like them for real. But you weren't always into that, right? Yeah. So I did not always like them for real. I used to think I was kind of above that or better than that. Um, I was kind of too pretentious. I was like a cool girl who liked... The Sopranos or The Wire, and I wasn't going to watch, you know, something that was for those other kinds of girls. And at the time, was working somewhere with a lot of really smart women, and they all seemed to get a lot out of watching. It was The Bachelor, and so I gave an episode a whirl. Ironically, of course, but actually ended up having a lot of really interesting discussions about sort of what it means to be on a reality show, like what is even real. There's a lot that can even be in parallel with the way that really classic stories are told because a lot of times they're edited to flow with that format. And it ended up being a really interesting way to connect with people the same way that I feel like a lot of straight dudes or I mean, people in general watch sports is similar to the way that I watch reality TV. And then additionally, I critique it in the same way that you would critique a book or a work of art, because sometimes I think it's 
just as interesting to criticize what people would consider kind of bottom shelf culture in the same way that you would criticize, you know, not that (laughs) I don't know why I'm using a liquor metaphor here, but I think it's apt that certain culture is considered highbrow and other is lowbrow. And if you kind of poke the holes in that, a lot of it is just our culture's kind of misogyny at full force. And I really like that moment when we can cross that threshold of being pretentious somehow and start enjoying whatever we want. I think my mm-hmm. The Bachelor was reggaeton when I finally took it for what it was, like party music and really enjoy it, dance it. And now I even do reggaeton music. The rhythm and the the whole genre is something ancestral. So it's it's good to know and to connect with people even in, in the most popular things. Talking about party music, let's go to your first song, shall we? Yes. I've been told this Kid Cody, Day and Night, Crookus Remix. Yes, indeed. I try to run, but see, I'm not that fast. I think I'm first, but surely finish last. Finish last, 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 Thank you so much for this moment. And okay, I'm dying to know why we just listened to this. <laughs> Please, can you explain us? Of course. I would love nothing more. So, this is not just a song, this is a time capsule. Because this song basically only exists in a club in the year 2010. And if I can survive clubs between the years 2008 and 2013, I'm going to be okay on this desert island. Because to be frank, the survival odds for me in a situation like this are grim. I don't like physical labor. I don't do well in the sun. I'm not particularly physically strong or have any survival instincts. So we're going to need a little something to get the motivation up for when I have to, you know, gather sticks or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I should probably research that a bit. I mean, I guess it's too late now. I'm on the island, right? It's too late. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's too late. It's too late. at At least you have this song. Yeah. And I thought about this one a lot because I knew I wanted some flavor of club banger to kind of like get, I wanted a high BPM. I wanted that nostalgia layer. I considered like some classic Britney or like Rihanna, like classic pop canon, but I returned to this because of that kind of time capsule thing. I also had an experience on a desert island with this song. Really? Not quite the same situation. Okay. Were you in a reality TV show? I mean, basically, I was at a wedding and the day after the wedding, the entire, all the guests went to this island that we had to take this boat to. The boat dropped us off and we were kind of trapped there for like 12 hours. And there was something wrong with their speaker system. And this specific song played for approximately 90 minutes. 
That sounds amazing. I would kill myself. But, <laughs> I would jump but into I, I survived <laughs> that. And now yeah. I can use it as, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, for sure. And I can see you picking sticks with this song mm -hmm. for sure. Right? Yes, it's a good one. Thank you for all that throwback <laughs> you took us. And talking about bad times... What if we dig a little in your project manager era? I didn't know that that was a thing. They are speaking of throwback. Speaking of throwback. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes. I went to business school and it was generally a mistake. I was a project manager for three years or so. And yeah, I was just miserable. So I basically quit my life, moved to Chicago and went back to school and then eventually ended up being a writer. But what happened for you to change your career path? I was just miserable. I had meetings all of the time and all I really wanted to do was write things anyway. And I have basically been like writing in, since childhood and it just felt right and normal. And yeah, life is too short to do things that you absolutely hate. So yeah, I agree with that. So when you were younger, you got all these signs screaming at you to make uh, mm -hmm. your path on the creative side and exactly. writing and you decided just to pass by. And I was like, business school sounds great. Okay, let's follow this creative drive then and go to your second song. This is the Succession main theme by Nicholas Brittle. I can just perform it using like mouth sounds if we need. <laughs> This was the Succession main team by Nicolas Brittel. Did I say it right? I have no idea. It sounds right to me. Could you tell us a, a little bit more about this song and why did you choose it? Yeah. So this song is another one that you're like, wow, that's probably not a great choice because it's what, like a minute or something, but it contains multitudes because I'm on this island, which means I do not get to watch the final season of Succession. And I'm not going to really enjoy being on this island. So I'm going to write an entire fanfic version of the final season of Succession. And what better way to do that than to have a piece of the score that I can adapt as an inspiration piece. And Nicholas Bertel is also really interesting in the way that he composes scores. I won't go too deep into this because I could talk about it all day, but basically there's several videos where he talks through the way that he created the succession score and each little piece of it, and I won't pretend like I understand how music works, but it adds different sorts of tones and moods that can be used kind of to turn up or down the way that different characters may be motivated or how they may behave. And I think it's also a nice little metaphor for the fact that I'm going to need to be resourceful as hell trying to survive alone on ideal conditions. Yes, and I also noticed that as you were talking, this song has, for example, like a, an introduction, 
that is more soft, like 90s hip hop kind of mm -hmm. thing. And then it becomes something more symphonical and dramatic, just mm -hmm. like your state at the island. So that's it. I love that you're writing the fourth season. I got to fill those hours somehow. <laughs> I'm so thrilled that you are being super far-sighted in planning the rest of your life on the island. Is that a sign of project manager PTSD? Shout out to the PMs at Butcher Shop. Maybe. <laughs> I think I probably also just like have control issues and I want to try to control as many things as possible. And part of that is kind of optimizing my own future or minimizing my suffering. And so that's probably, that's probably what's going on here. Nothing to cure that anxiety, like the theme song to Succession. <laughs> so let's go to your last song. And then when we come back, we can talk about your choice. This is a classic. Feeling Good by Nina Simone. New dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free. We saved this one for last because Miss Nina Simone isn't the opening act for anybody. So Absolutely not. Is this another practical choice or more like an emotionally attached one? Yeah, so this one's not super practical. I mean, aside from the fact that it is something that would be, I guess, lovely to wake up to. But I guess then again, I'm probably waking up to, you know, the sun blaring at 5 a.m. and the heat pouring onto every orifice of my body. But it'll probably be nice for kind of walking around in angst with like main character energy But additionally, I feel like it's a reminder that it's okay to just be earnest sometimes, that not everything has to be like a joke or a practical choice, that you can just have something that's beautiful for the sake of being beautiful. And I think it's it's also just like a reminder of the fact that there's always something that came before in a way where it's kind of like this legacy song that's been around forever that, you know, I wanted something to kind of anchor me into the past in the same way that like not to get too like deep or philosophical here, but like, I'm probably going to die on this island. So it's a reminder that like, you can leave a legacy, even if it's going to be the, you know, I kind of animals are on this island. I almost said guinea pig, but I guess probably not. It's not the case. A snail. I don't know. Lizards. We have lizards. Besides my new like lizard friends on the island, the legacy I want to leave, I think it's It's also just like a really beautiful song to cry to. And I feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of that. So yes, I could cry to the first part of the song and cry more as the song goes on. So yeah, yeah. it's a very good song to cry to. Olivia, I would really like to spend more time with you and walk you through the Mexican soap operas and reality shows that make me cringe, but I don't make the rules. Well, yeah. I was in involved in making them when we started this podcast, but you know, We can blame Brooks or other producer for not letting us break the rules. I wanted you to take your cat, but you cannot take your cat. Sorry. The rules aren't that bad because they say I have to give you two more gifts. The first gift is a book, which I think you like. You can picture me presenting these options like a TV host show showing the awards behind the curtains. So, wow, look at that. 
Curtain number one is the Chilambalam, a Mayan wisdom book, something like the Bible for the Mayans. On the second curtain, the complete works of Shakespeare, and on the third curtain, a book of your choice. So what would you like? This was even a surprise to myself because I read a lot. So I read at least a book a week and I have for a really long time, but I'm not someone who rereads books. So the idea of bringing, you know, a favorite book or something I'm going to want to revisit a lot is not my cup of tea. So this one, I am looking to broaden my horizons. And I also was, wow, surprised, practical again. And I ran the numbers and... <laughs> Shakespeare is the longest option. So I am going with the complete works of Shakespeare and I added a caveat that I want it in English and Spanish because there's no way I'm going to this desert island and not leaving with complete, at minimum, reading and writing fluency. I guess I can talk to the, the creatures that live there, try to get my, my oral skills up. They may speak Spanish. I hope so. Hopefully it's a Caribbean island and not one at the Antarctic. So amazing move, Olivia. We should start notifying our future castaways that Shakespeare works are available in every language now. And at last, but not less important, you can pick a leisure item whose only limitation is that its purpose is neither for survival nor escape. So a luxury item for you to enjoy. What would it be? So I surprise, I tried to break all the rules on this one and I had a list of like 10 different things where I kept saying, oh, if, if I can't bring this, I'll bring this. Or like, I was really trying to get a magical portal in here so that I could, you know, have some friends to workshop my succession spec scripts in. But ultimately, even I wanted peanut butter, but just, okay, ultimately I had to decide I'm going with sun protection here. <laughs> And arguably, I feel like it's survival, but I don't think that's going to fly because I will be so miserable if I don't have sun protection. So I don't really care what that is. Preferably, I would like a, you know, those car washes that you drive through? Mm -hmm. Yes. I would like that, but it's filled with sunscreen and I can like walk through it. So it, and maybe it even showers me as well. So like I kind of walk through, I'm getting clean, and then I'm also getting like a fresh coat of sunscreen. Sounds amazing. Hand-free sun protection will be the luxury item for Olivia. The highest protection, the highest moisturizer, mm -hmm. and everything you can get from a car washing some protection <laughs> place. <laughs> We should go on Shark Tank and pitch this. I think it's a million dollar idea. We really care about you and we are going to build it for you. Okay, Olivia, it was such a bliss to spend time with you. It would be amazing if we could repeat it. But as I said before, now it is you and your prior choices. Have a nice life here. Okay, cool. I'm off to go train my lizards. Bye. Layover Talks Desert Island Edition is a Butcher Shop Global production. Thanks for listening.